60 second recap for Fast and Furious 6 or just Furious 6. Um, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel are racing to get their baby. Wait, Paul Walker's gonna have a baby. They're racing to see who can get there first. Them or the baby. Um, the guys get there first, but the baby is born. That's more important. So after they have the baby, all of them, they decide no more being criminals for us. And then right after that happens, The Rock comes in and says, hey guys, there's some bad shit going down. Also, your friend Letty's still alive. And then Vin Diesel and Paul Walker immediately go back on what they said and say, hey, we're going to be criminals again. We're going to be criminals working with the law. So they work with the law, and they're trying to find some people. 30 seconds. people, um, played by Dracula, um, are trying to steal um, a tech device, a tech um, and to stop him and his whole crew, the family, the family's got to go seconds. the precision drivers. And... They do it, um, and the Rock's on the team this time. And basically, it's just like the good guys versus Ten the bad guys. all got cars. It's crazy. Spoiler alert: one of the good guys is a bad guy, but then they win anyway, and people die. And you're done. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to second dinner. My name is John Isidore. Some some something. Vin Diesel. My name is John Isidore. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Our podcast is podcasting, podcasting, fast, 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 Welcome to our podcast where we're just talking about tattoos. I'm also sending you a picture of what the tattoo I want next. Oh, Diamond, I only just clicked it real quick. It hasn't loaded yet, but I think I like it already. Oh, wow, that's a creepy thing. I'm really a fan of collections of images. I'm really, really in favor. Yeah. I like it a lot. So yeah, I just want all of Studio Ghibli on my. I was arm. about to say, are you gonna have like a? Uh, you gotta leave space. You want animated. no face on your body? No, I don't want no face. I just want, but like that's a good portion of Studio Ghibli. So if I had like, I want yeah, I want Haku. I want, I want her wolves, and I want Totoro, and probably some clicky heads. I don't know what those are called. I've always called them clicky heads Sounds since I was thirteen. That's adorable. Racism. <laughs> oh, adorable racism. Start the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Second Dinner. You are now listening to my mouth on vacation. My name is John Isidore. My name is Nicole. Soon, ah, no, Nicole. <laughs> it's okay. We have to start over anyway because I think I just plagiarized Donald Glover, and I also yeah. didn't say who I was. Um, you did. You said you did. No, no, no. But not like Fast and Furious related. Oh, yeah. Wait, I got to figure oh, out. I had something. Oh, I need to figure out something fun and clever. Crap, I had something right. from Fast Five, and now I forgot. I have a lot of quotes from Fast Five. <laughs> oh, okay. Welcome to Second Dinner. My name is John Isidore, and I'm something to do with Vin Diesel having superpowers. I'm Nicole Isidore, and I'm Paul Walker. Oh, shit. What is it called? Oh, Jump Attack. I was going to say Jump Kick, but I was like, that's not, that's not it. That would have worked. What up, though? I'm Thomas, and I had a life before you knew me, O'Connor. Just leave it at that. Wow, that's a whole fucking quote. He was ready. <laughs> he Googled that quote, y'all. He won't get in. And I'm Diamond, or give me dem veggies. <laughs> yes! 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 You win. Uh, Which one's better? Give me them veggies or I like my dessert first? <laughs> give me them veggies. I feel like I like my dessert first. He's more constant. All right, fuck y'all, guys. I'm John Isidore, and this is who we are. 
I can't say it more like I'm about to die in a car wreck. <laughs> so, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, no. This is who we are. <laughs> that wasn't me, but I'm going to try to hang on. Please intercut them. So I'm John Isidore, and it's just Nicole's voice. This is who we are. No, that's not right. Uh, hide your baby oil. <laughs> This is no longer an intro. This is us just saying quotes. You're Terry. What? (laughs) I'm something something Terry's forehead. (laughs) Uh, I heard we're doing quotes up in here. We're back (coughs) again. Continuing our Fast and Furious a thon. Yep. Some are excited. This is your favorite franchise. This is your favorite movie of all time. Wait, I thought five was your favorite. Okay, well, I guess we're doing five and six, so. Yeah. I mean, Wait, so John likes five no. and Diamond likes six. No. Switch it. Diamond likes five <laughs> <laughs> and John likes six. Okay. Yeah. You did it. Yeah, six is my favorite of these movies. We just saw your favorite? Yeah, that's um, my favorite one. Nicole slept there. I feel like I need it. No, I did not. You're a bitch. Yes, you no, did. No. To be fair, let's be fair to everybody here. I slept through five. Not all of it, but the end of it. Because I'm very tired this last two weeks. That's In right. my defense, I couldn't see Nicole while we were watching six, so I have no idea. She did fall asleep during six. But it was at the very end. Give me uh, a break. That's true. No, no, no. She fell asleep during the plane thing, which could have been anywhere <laughs> last in a 15 did... minute what? period. 13 to 15 no, minutes. I fell asleep at the very, very end of it. Like, I can tell you all the stuff that happened in the same thing, including. I so, literally took drinks well, She for did jump see attack. this movie. Before. I took. You act like I remember this stuff. I even took a drink during Ben Diesel's fake ass jump attack. Because how are you going to jump that? Oh, no, what's that? It was the rock. See, you don't even know. But because Ben Diesel also had, Diesel had a big head butt. Everyone did get a solid head jump butt. attack in. Yeah. yeah so see, thank you. I was awake during the plane. You're awake, but you don't remember what happened. So I'm don't wide awake. Just say you were asleep, because then that way you don't see Gal Gadot die. So maybe she didn't die. But we didn't see her die. Is that we how you pronounce her name? No T. No, I think it is with a T. Really? I think so. I thought it was, oh, she's I not. No, she's not French, right? French. That's a French ass name, Yvonne. <laughs> no, nobody else knows that reference. No. Okay. No. What's it from? Tell Saturday us. I know. Yeah, I got you. Thank I got you. you. Okay. Anyway. Oh, yeah. It's Gadot. Gal Gadot. <laughs> there it is. Boom. Damn. Shame Thanks, right. Internet. Is I've been it? saying it wrong for a thousand years. Whoa. Wait, are you an immortal? Yeah. You a Highlander? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you that. She's a queen. Reminds me of the Titanic I've been waiting for 80 87 <laughs> years or whatever it says. Yeah. Well. Anyways. What do we do next? We do, wait, do we do a recap? recap? Is that what we do? Yeah, okay. so we watched Fast Five and Fast and Furious 6. And now, since Fast Five is your favorite, you should do the 60-second diamond. Is that what's happening? Am yeah, I doing, why have not? I received the 60-second recaps back? Mm-hmm. I wait, think no, for five, and then Isidore six. should do six. I agree. Here, here. Go. Get the timer going. Oh, wait. And now. Okay, I got so, it. I got it. <laughs> so, Fast Five begins where Fast and Furious ended. Um, uh, Toretto is on a bus to go to prison, and Mia and Paul Walker 
basically uh, tip the bus over, make it flip over. They all escape with Dom. They end up in Brazil and they meet up with Vince because they run out of money. And Vince says he's got a uh, car heist to get them some money. And Dom shows up. And so they go to get this car. Uh, ends up that it's super shady. Mia gets in a car that has valuable information and she drives away. Uh, lots of shenanigans happen, lots of fighting. Uh, they escape with an awesome jump by Paul Walker, of course. Seconds. And um, so they basically find out that there's a chip and they need to, all the information that was on the GPS. So they get everybody from all the other movies together. Also, The Rock is chasing everybody and uh, lots of shenanigans happen again and they end up having a heist and they try to steal all of this Brazil guy's money. I think, it's, I think it's real good that you spent 40 seconds on the first, like, 10 minutes of this movie. Also, he started it before I even started no, by at I'm least 10 minutes. That, that wasn't judgment. I think, because we, when we watched this movie the other night, I was like, like they the jumped off the thing. And yet, I'm like, and like you know the movie hasn't started, right? Because <laughs> they, like, they do this whole, it's like an action sequence and they steal these cars. They go to Brazil. They do all this bullshit. But it doesn't start until... Until the fucking chips and Hobbs and, and all that. And it's like, yeah, got, there's a whole five. other movie on that. Has yeah. the greatest code opening of the series, and it's not even close. Well, I don't know. Opening? I don't know if I agree with that. Code opening. I, I need to rewatch the the last two before I say anything. What do you mean code opening? Cold. He doesn't say L because he's black. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's a. It's already a pretty vocalic L anyway. What does cold opening? Mean? Oh right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, <with laughs> I just started joking without actually saying it. So, cold open comes from, uh, I believe, television, where um, I knew it from SNL, where you open it up with. I'll just read it because I'm. It starts in the action. A cold open That's is a. <laughs> go ahead. No, I said it go already. Ahead. I already did. Oh. I, I I get it now. <laughs> But say cool. it for our audience, because they didn't hear it. <laughs> All right. A code open is a technique of jumping directly into the story at the beginning before the title sequence or the opening credits are shown. So fringe. Sort yes. of. Sort of, because all those movies where they're freak of the weeks, where they give you the problem, or they, I think that builds off like the older TV like stuff, like the murder mysteries, where they give you the murder, and yeah. then the show starts. Isn't yeah. that Law and Order? I mean, it's it's older shit too. It's, it, it's like it, it's all like Dragnet? mysteries. Dragnet did it. Hitchcock did it. Like, especially like murder mysteries. That's that's how they always opened. Were with cold opens. I never really thought of the connection until I just said it just now. Between yeah, like, like cop mysteries and like sci-fi monster of the week type shows. Mm-hmm. Did Orson Welles do that with Rosebud before? Am I wrong? What? Are you talking about Citizen Kane? Yeah. It's definitely not called Rosebud. Yeah. No, I know. I'm asking. Spoiler alert! Uh, him saying, Rosebud. Did he do that before the opening sequence happened? I don't know. I can't. It's been a bit since I've seen that movie. It's all good. I just tried to join into the conversation and I failed. Da da ba da ba ba I only know the band. What? What? Citizen Kane. I thought she was going to say cold open. Citizen Kane's a band? Yeah. Not Citizen Cope? I didn't know that. Oh, shit. Citizen <laughs> yep. That, was, that one. Right there. It's only Citizen Cope. 
That's the name of this episode. System Cope Open. Cope Guys, open. that means we need to record a solid cold open to this episode. We can record it right now, and you play it, and then we restart it again, okay? Okay, well, it'll be a good one. And who'd have thought the runway was so fucking long? Cut to the intro. Hello, I'm yeah, Donald. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, no, how about, okay, right. I'll do another one. This isn't another one. This is just, oh, you could try it. Hey, you should, who says you can only cold open one time, oh, right? On. It says cold open. I love day. it. Let's go. Um, Let's go. Wait, wait, wait. And Take two. 60 second recap for Fast and Furious 6, or just Furious 6. Um, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel are racing to get their baby. Wait, Paul Walker's going to have a baby. They're racing to see who can get there first. <laughs> Them or the baby. Um, the guys get there first, but the baby is born, and that's more important. So after they have the baby, all of them, they decide no more being criminals for us. And then right after that happens, The Rock comes in and says, hey, guys, there's some bad shit going down. Also, your friend Letty's still alive. And then Vin Diesel and Paul Walker immediately go back on what they said and say, hey, we're going to be criminals again. We're going to be criminals working with the law. So they work with the law, and they're trying to find some people. 30 seconds. People, um, played by Dracula, uh, are trying to steal um, a tech device, a tech gun. Um, and to stop him and his whole crew, the family, the family's got to go 20 seconds. the precision drivers. And they do it. Um, and The Rock's on the team this time. And basically, it's just like the good guys versus Ten bad seconds. guys. Ten seconds. cars. It's crazy. Spoiler alert. One of the good guys is a bad guy. But then they win anyway. And people die. And you're done. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Second Dinner. My name is John Isidore. Some, some, something. Vin Diesel. <laughs> My name is John Isidore. <laughs> 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 Nicole Isidore. Oh, you guys are taking the two become one thing very seriously. Thank you, exactly. I was All gonna right, make that joke. Know, <laughs> and, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Nicole Isidore. No, we're done. Not... We're done with that part. I was just gonna do no, it. No, done. It's it's done. done. We're done with that part. Oh my gosh. Shut it up. Burn that shit. <laughs> Wait, cold open is just Nicole introducing herself again. My name is Nicole Isidore, and I did not realize you were a verb. <laughs> okay, this has gone from right, cold guys. open to blooper reel. Real quick. <laughs> And all of them. They're all vampires. They're all daywalkers. This is the thing. All of them, they're all daywalkers. It explains a lot. It's why they've got all the superpowers. Why Paul Walker is so pretty. Because, eh, I mean, Paul's daywalker. Sparkling. Daywalker. I can't. The weaknesses. I totally forgot that Luke Evans was Dracula, though. Right though, how many vampires were in this fucking movie? So many. Even the bad guys are. He was the bad guy. He's Owen Shaw. He plays Dracula. Also, guest on. I can totally do that. Oh my god! Oh, he is guest on. Right over the dark universe that doesn't exist, guys. That this is Dracula. Yeah. No. He was in Mummy. He was in Dracula. Remember when we're calling him Dracula? Because he was in Dracula. He's the Dracula. Precursor, the precursor to he the He could Dark be Dorian universe. Gray. He'd be a good Dorian Gray. He would Gray. be a great Dorian Gray. I think, guys, again. Every again, time you say Dorian Gray. 
Skate nope. right I think of Fifty Shades of Grey. But okay. So, I'm going to let it die. It doesn't matter. At this no, point. well, especially what Cold is Dark Because <laughs> I thought the Dark Universe was a thing that Universal tried to do with The Mummy, and it failed miserably with Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise. Almost said Tom Hanks. Right. Yes. But before that, they made a movie called Dracula. It had Luke Evans. Yeah, Dracula Untold. And, and if it, I think the idea was if it had worked out, it would have been like their sort of like start. Yeah. But it didn't really do good. So they said, oh, it didn't start here. We're starting with the next movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm Holy not, fuck, so I forgot that Dominic Cooper was in that too. Wow, there were a lot of people in this movie that I forgot about. Also, um, fucking Tyrion Lannister, not Tyrion, Tywin Lannister. Yeah, Tywin Lannister. Fucking, um, Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Yeah, he's in it. I'll ask one more time. What is the Dark it's what Thomas said. They were gonna make a. They're gonna. They're gonna make a, a, like a cinematic universe. But instead of superheroes like Marvel or DC, or instead of like street racers like Fast and Furious, it was gonna be with like the monsters like Dracula, the Mummy, Frankenstein, Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Oh, he did not say that. Monster. But that is very interesting. Why did that not happen? Because they did a bad job with uh, both of them. And they were very focused on the universe part versus the making good movies. Bingo. Who was who were the first two? Tom Cruise was in the Mummy movie, which oh, I only remember Brendan Fraser. Yeah, that's when they started. That was the first Dark Universe. Yeah, (laughs) and then nineteen ninety nine, twenty years. Actually, the first Dark Universe was in the nineteen fifties when they originally made this movie. Monster Squad or all those old (laughs) shit. All the old ones, all the Boris Karloff movies. Uh Dark Universe. Uh, Nosferatu. You see Nosferatu? It's a black and white movie. I don't think there's any talking in it, but it's it's a good one. You know your wife from movies. Mm -hmm. And vampires. But here we're here to continue talking about the dark fast universe. Um, <laughs> we should have a podcast about the dark universe because I I'm, I'm because you're black. No. Wow, that came out of nowhere. Because I like magic and shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas's only reason was because you're black. But up, but up, but. Thomas is a racist. Cold That's open concept has gotten away from us because I don't think we've gotten past the opening yet. Hey guys, welcome to the second <laughs> Guys, we've already recorded this. We did. This is, co- this is no, called no, no. post production. No. Thomas can do we're this. Not, we can just keep going. We're not recording over again. I'm just trying to start again. So we did our 60 second recap. Yeah. All right. Yep. Drinking games. Mm, yes. All the rules from before. You drink when there's Nost. You drink when there's when your character shifts their gears. You get their, they get their foot on the Put on the pedal. You drink for misogyny on film. Yep. Um, I think you should days. also drink, and this is a new rule, that when your character should have died but didn't. That's yes. what so I said. This, <laughs> this is the new character. We haven't gotten to the new rule segment, but you know what? Let's get in it right now. Sorry, new right. rule segment. Go for it again. <laughs> Either Nicole or Thomas, whoever wants to claim that one. Go ahead, Nicole. No, it's cultural appropriation. Go ahead, Thomas. <laughs> I mean, we're both black, so... <laughs> Take a like, shot whenever. Culture all on his own. Take a take a take a shot whenever a normal person would die. Also, take a shot anytime one of the good guys straight up murders someone. Oh wow! Which yeah, between Dom and the Rock crossover. What? I said that happens a lot, and I think we all just gloss over it. But like, well, I don't think they start like murdering folk until five? until five. Because uh, there's some accidental de- deaths. I was about to ask, do you count collateral damage? 
like okay, so memory in, in two when those guys who are racing uh, Paul Walker get like the, he gets run over by that semi. I don't think that's Paul Walker's fault. But when Vin Diesel throws a man out of a moving train and into a metal bridge and that man crumples like a can, that's a murder. That's a murder that Vin Diesel committed. What about Vin Diesel when he is wrecking all those police cars on that bridge in Fast Five? Yeah. Maybe he's wrecking Ralph. No, 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 no. That's murder. Like that's, Vin Diesel is. I think the Ralph. man getting thrown into the bridge is like sort of like your 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 um, your murder appetizer. Um, I don't know what a moose bouche is, but like I've it's seen that. It. Yeah, it's like it's smaller than appetizer. Your murder bouche uh, to get you like heat up, get you ready for like just the wholesale slaughter that comes at the end of the film. Oh my gosh, you guys! I'm thinking right now about they a lot of people. Well, there's that, <laughs> but then I was just thinking of how far we have gone from the first movie. This universe, yeah, because I, like, yep. I thought of the scene because, like, we're talking about them murdering all these people. I'm thinking of how, like, the first movie, it's like, You didn't have me, you didn't have your car. I was like, ah! <laughs> I'm so sad that you could not get a good look at her face when she did that. It was very good. Goodness so gracious, from that, it's like, Let me go on a moving train and throw you the fuck off of it into a metal bridge. Now I'm going to jump attack out of fucking nowhere because I'm Superman. Like, it has, this, this is just such a huge difference from where the franchise started. Yes. I love it. It's, yeah. like watching, it's like watching these movies with someone who's never seen them before. She's discovered the She's Letty. escalation. She's discovered escalation. You guys, it's probably because I was asleep the first time I watched She's it. She's Letty. Real. My name is Nicole Isidore. <laughs> also, ten movies, ten movies, ten years had passed since the first one in Fast Five. Oh my god, are wow. you serious? No wonder Mia looks so old. Whoa, oh, man. Rude. Okay, so that was another drinking rule. Anytime you can tell that Mia has aged more poorly <laughs> than the But she's the, the only one. Letty still looks like the Letty it's of the original Fast and Furious. It's because there's different beauty standards for women, and Letty... Also, if you look at the intro, what was it? That's Fast and Furious 6? Six. And you see how baby Paul Walker was in the first one, and look at him now, definitely aged. You guys, you did not hear what he just said about Lenny. No, it's okay. He said, she's played a man before, so she doesn't count. Oh, I thought you said she placed him in. Well, she self-identified as a man, and so... She doesn't have to deal with the, the like, you unbalanced. You killed Diamond. Diamond's you dead. You killed her. Out of here. No, did you see? You saw, what was that movie called? It's called uh, The Operation? It. Or what was it? Yes, I know the movie you're talking about. Yeah. But... Man, that was a rough one. <laughs> I'm trying to wipe you know, it from my brain. I watched that with my human eyes, guys. <laughs> I did not. I poked out my human eyes. These are cyborg eyes now. <laughs> These apparently because these eyes never saw that movie. Diamond is Nebula. <laughs> See, I went Scarjo in uh, almost said a Vita. Yikes! <laughs> oh, you're talking about Geely, right? It's... Scarlett Johansson in the Vita. Thomas watching Fast Six down there said that Gal Gadot should have been Black Widow. Facts. I mean, good. as long as she didn't do all that fucking posing, that would have been real good. <laughs> Gal Gadot would have been great in Black Widow. Well, then, who would would Scarlett Johansson play Wonder Woman? Because I don't buy well, it. Well, according to uh, <laughs> according to Scarlett Johansson, she said she could play oh, any person, guys. any tree, any. 
I didn't think we were going to talk about that, but somehow we got here. Have you not heard that quote? No, I'm just saying that I got a drunk text from John last night saying we need to talk about Scarlett Johansson. I'm okay. glad we got here somehow, so right, I can find so out why you texted me. Right, right. Wait, wait, I just okay. think I have a pause. So I'd Nicole will like talk and I'm next. There is not one single time a day John does not go, I need to text Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking day, there's nothing that John's like, I need to talk to Diamond. <laughs> so we need to move back to, to Orlando, or we need to move to Austin, or we can move somewhere else. Together. You can all Every have a comment. John finds a reason that he needs to talk to you. And this is how gets, you know when you're really friends. And then he really just gets friends. really sad that you're not here. And he'll go, I'll go, I'll go, Nicole, I really miss Diamond. And I'm like, I know, John, I do too. Here's the thing. You think I only, like, t- tell you that, like, oh, I miss you, I love you, or whatever, when I'm drunk. But it's all the time. It's just you only. It's all the time. It's just when we're talking, I I do He literally drunk, says, so I miss happen. Diamond, more than he says, I love you. <laughs> Wow, well, um, I got nothing to do with that. <laughs> Guys, this is nice. Welcome to second dinner. It was good to talk to you. <laughs> Bye. Guys, she's over here squeezing my leg to make things okay. <laughs> you should probably tell your wife you love her more. <laughs> I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna say something right here, which is not actually true. Just for the record, what she said is not actually true. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. When you say this is very true, do you mean what I said? No, I said I was being hyperbolic. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I almost ended the podcast. I don't need anyone playing this podcast in the court <laughs> when we get a divorce or some shit. All right? <laughs> You started it. <laughs> okay. Now, let's get back to, to business and defeat the To Scarlett Johansson. Oh, my no. God. I don't even know what I was trying to say. This girl got me all fucked Scarlett up. Scarlett Johansson's quote was, you know, as an actor, I should be allowed to play any person or any tree or any animal. Okay. Because that's So you guys what- remember... Oh shit! I realized. Okay, go fuck, go do it. I like the full quote. Go for it. You know, as an actor, I should be allowed to play any person or any tree or any animal because that's my job and the requirements of my job. I feel like there's a trend in my business, and it needs to happen for various social reasons. Yet, there are times it does not. It does get uncomfortable when it affects the art because I feel art should be free of restrictions. I think society would be more connected. If we just allowed others to have their own feelings and not expect everyone to feel the way we do. I imagine that Scarlett Johansson said it exactly like Thomas just read it. I thought that Thomas had memorized it at first, and then I was disappointed to see that he was reading it. <laughs> yeah, then he lost some steam, and you're like, oh, I see. <laughs> I see the lines underneath this one. That's funny. Um no, but okay. Let's 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 rewind it back. How do we even get to Scarlett Johansson? Anyways, because someone was saying Gal Gadot should have been black. Oh black yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have been black. Uh, at some point, we'll get back to Fast and Furious. Fuck. Okay. This is our sub podcast. Um, we'll come back. Subcast. Um. So do you remember? I can't remember which one was first. I think it was the Ghost in the Shell one, where yeah, where um, Scarlett Johansson plays. 
plays in a wild way, not just a Japanese character, but a Japanese character who is a white person put into a Japanese character's body, or is it the other way around? No, it's a Japanese character put into a white person's, person's body. body. There it is. Yeah, um, which which was wholly invented for the movie, so it's yeah. like extra wild that they did it intentionally. But there was there was backlash about that. And so she's not Japanese, Japanese person, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and then I think it was shortly after that, she was supposed to play someone, I think it was, was it a trans character? She was supposed to play a trans person. Yeah. And, and then people were like, hey, Scarlet, do better. There are also trans so actors she, in, it would have been intentionally, whatever. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, what? just basically, like, because they're trans actors, like, that would have been a great opportunity to use a trans actor to play somebody who is trans. Right. That's cool. And, but she, so she stepped down from that role. Yeah. Right? And, and so I thought it was funny upon hearing that, um, that news clipping or whatever um, the other night when I texted you. <laughs> Uh, when, when I texted you, apparently, when I should have been telling my wife that I love her. Um, <laughs> and, I'm going to regret that I said that forever. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Um, so, I thought it was just funny that, like, she got flagged, did her movie. She got flagged, dropped out of a movie. And so, like, it seemed like she's working with this whole, like, oh, okay, people playing people should be a thing or whatever. And now she's saying this thing. And I think, let me, let me give you my thoughts because you haven't heard Wait, she dropped out of this, Michelle? No, no. no the, the second one. The she dropped out of Rub and Tug, and it's based off of a real person. And I think that's like the problem. One that oh fuck of... that being the problem because Ghost in the Shell wasn't based off a real person. No, I'm saying, so and also the one that Michelle anyway. Rodriguez was in, also not based off of a real person. Right, but what I was just trying to say was that I feel like that contributed to the outcry of it. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. Anyway. I really liked what she said in her press press clip because uh, what did she say? She says, "This is what my job is," or so, what did she say? Thomas, read it again. That's the job. <laughs> uh, that's what she, she says. Said. You know, as no, an actor, that's good. That's I, about, like privileged in media. She said, "You know, as an actor, I should be allowed to play any person or any tree or any animal because that is my job and the requirements of my job." Boom. She's an actor. What she's supposed to do? Act like shit. It seems reasonable to me that you can act like other shit. Also, this is the thing I was, I was talking to Nicole about. Um, so there's there's the idea that like, well, you want oh, it'd be nice if these people could have representation. Also, it's like, well, who's who's gonna do the thing better, right? Because like, you're hiring someone for a job is what you're doing when you're casting someone, right? So mm -hmm. who's gonna do the job better? And there's an aspect of like, well, maybe the person who has lived this life can do the job better. I think that's valid, mm -hmm. um, or potentially valid in any case. But there's another part of it where the job isn't necessarily, to some people's mind, this is like different people on different levels of the whole movie making thing. The job isn't just to like act better. The job might be to get more people in the theater. Mm. Who's going to get more people in theater? Some no-name trans actor or Scarlett Johansson? Probably Scarlett Johansson. Um, and so it, it, it seemed like um, people may cast her for things that maybe she hasn't lived because it will suit their purposes. And maybe her purpose is to like have a job and get paid for it. So like maybe she would take that job. Um, but anyway, those are just sort of my, my initial thoughts on this whole kerfuffle. What you I wonder about? how Scarlett Johansson feels about Halle Bailey playing the Little Mermaid. She, 
I mean, I'm gonna guess from that thought for what she says, like she's probably like, yeah, she can do it, because she's an actress or she's an actor, so she can do it. Your comments, uh, Isidore, reminded me of Ridley Scott's, uh, like when he was making Exodus, uh, the movie where people cried, including me, that it was whitewashing. Um, mm-hmm. He talked about like casting people uh, who are not of the ethnicity, uh, like Middle Eastern. So he says, I can't mount a film of this budget where I have to rely on tax rebates in Spain and say that my lead actor is Mohammed so-and-so from such-and-such. Uh, I'm not, I'm just not going to get it financed. So the question doesn't even come up. Like, I wouldn't say that your, your, um, your thoughts are as flippant as his. Um, but no, that's just what it reminded me of. Like that, the question of, Hey, uh, financing and getting butts in the seat. Um, and I feel like that balance does need to happen, but I feel like I'm not saying just to clarify, I'm not saying that's necessarily right. I'm just saying like, I can see where that would be a motivation for for people. And like, I think, there's all sorts of stuff said when people are cast and stuff, and one of them is, like, find the person who can do it best. And while I think the do-it-best idea can, in some cases, point to a person that looks like the person who's who would be who the character is, the person who can do it best might look like someone else to someone who's trying to get paid. So I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like there's, there's different things that apply there. That makes – oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say that it depends on also the budget. And it honestly de- – like, you say that really, Scott's – comment is flippant and yeah it's flippant but when it comes to being Ridley Scott and to get the financiers that he has you need to have a blockbuster level star in that first thing like that's like sure that's the thing that like he might have been flippant on and that actors need to band together and directors and producers need to band together on that but like it's the whole thing with the actual financing of films. Like, unless you're a short film or an art house film, um, distribution and uh, executive producers are going to demand you having a name in that title to get money, and especially to get those rebates that he mentioned. Yes. And I just, I wanted to chime in with Diamond. Like, I don't, actually, I don't think it's flippant. I think that there's so many things that go on behind the scenes that we as lay people, and I see the general we, y'all are real woke when it comes to the movie scenes, so we all know everything. We don't know shit. Um, That's not true. <laughs> I don't know like one episode at a time. <laughs> it's really just I, Nicole Isidore, don't know shit. Um, but with that said, like when Isidore first brought up that same point that, uh, who? That Diamond just mentioned. <laughs> My bad. That's what I just mentioned. I was like, oh, that's a really good point. And like, I don't know how I feel about it, but it's true. Because it's like, at the end of the day, if you're making not like a Sundance level of movie, but you're trying to make a movie to like make a movie, then you got to get best in the seats and you have to get back the money that you invested in it. And you might need a big name for that. And that big name might not be the same ethnicity as the rate you know as the characters that they're playing but they might look like it where you know the case of Scarlett Johansson and trans person it's just kind of like 
there's not a thing that trans looks like, so like, why not it be Scarlett Johansson kind of deal, you know? And so I feel kind of like, I feel really conflicted because there's a lot of times of whitewashing in movies, and I hate that, and I think that it's wrong. But when you put it in the context of they have to make the money back that they've invested in it, and there's X name, big, number one, A-list actor that's interested in starring in it, and you know that he can bring asses to the seats, that's kind of like, how do you balance that? Go ahead, John. Um, I think the and maybe maybe this is harping too much on one word that Thomas used maybe unfairly. So you can come at me, Thomas, if I'm, I'm being unfair here. I think like the concept of him flippantly making comments is, I don't know. Like I feel like this is his job, right? And like if he's going to say this, and if it's true, um, like does he have to like feel sad about it? Does he have to like let you know that he feels sad about? It? Does he have to like? agonize over me like oh well i really wanted to but i couldn't or can't is he allowed to just say well no i can't i can't make no i can't make money this way or, or whatever like i feel sometimes like this idea that like you gotta you gotta show your emotion or like show that you care um to get points or whatever like maybe he's just like maybe he does care maybe he would like to but like he knows he can't so he, he's not gonna like dance around it he's just gonna say no i, I can't can't do it that way, so I'm going to do it this way and make my movie and make my money. A big part of the reason why I want to uh, create is to empower other people. And, like, as far as really Scott, he doesn't have to show emotion or whatever, but when you said, like, to get those points, then maybe there are some people who are like, oh, if you would have said, oh, I really tried to push for, like, a Dave Patel or another person or whatever. And even that wouldn't even make sense because he's South Asian and not Middle East. Same. Um, Dave, 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 I know, I know what he's wanted to say. I got you, but um, (laughs) he doesn't. He just, I don't. Even if he didn't care about like said points, I don't. I'm not one of those people who feel like, hey, um, he should show emotion, especially if he's not feeling it. Um, I will say though, like all this talk about a name and like financiers and all that other stuff. I just get frustrated when I hear people talk about that. And I feel like there's a balance that has to happen. But in order to, like, in order to get financing, you need to get a name. In order to get a name, you have to get an opportunity. So, like, I've I've heard a lot of people talk about, hey, uh, blacks don't sell overseas. But then you have people who have shown, hey, we do sell. We just need the opportunity. And so when it's, oh, I may not get finances from these rebates or whatever, whatever. I feel like there are people who, like, if I get denied from this studio, then this studio may fund it. Or, like, if I get uh, a rebate denied from Spain, then I could get a tax rebate from Canada or whatever. Like, I just, I feel like there needs to be a balance. And there should be people who are pushing not just to be like, hey, uh, my hands were tied. I couldn't get whoever. But like, if somebody actually does care about, in my opinion, proper representation, I feel like you can find um, people who can do it. Like capable, good actors and money that's out there. Maybe it's not from the traditional studio sense or maybe it'll be like a crowdfunding or go to rich friends like Spike Lee did at the end of Malcolm X. Go ahead, Diamond. 
No, I was just going to say that um, A, audience, Thomas, whoever wants to, a really good book uh, to read about this is A Killer Life. Um, it's about, it's called A Killer Life, How an Independent Film Producer Survives Deals with Disasters in Hollywood and Beyond. Um, but she goes into specifically everything that you just said. Uh, she tried to focus on, um, on getting representation and other things with different characters, specifically female characters, and uh, got shut down repeatedly. Um, they wouldn't even show her in the Sundance circuit. I think there's a huge thing of just, that's what you said is good, and it would be great if Hollywood somehow someday worked that way. But right now it doesn't. Right now it still requires it still needs theaters, and theaters need distribution, and distribution is already is owned by several really large organizations, and they are not going to give distribution or production to things that they don't think are going to sell. And unfortunately, they're wrong 90% of the time on what's going to sell, but they're still the ones making the rules. So until someone else is making the rules, what you said is good, and I, I totally agree with it. But, like, until, like, Netflix and Amazon and Hulu completely rewrite the playbook and until, like, people like me don't think we need theaters anymore, then it's going to, look, it's going to be extremely hard to change because, yeah, like, it's changing, but it's changing slowly. Like, I think it was back to that article you were mentioning with Ridley Scott, like, Christian Bale was even saying that, like, it would be great. It would be great to have a representation. It would be great if he wasn't the star of that movie. But it's all a betting game in Hollywood. And if they don't think they're going to have a sure bet with an actor, they're not going to cast them in a multi-billion production. So it's one thing. What you're saying, it qualifies for art house and independent. It doesn't qualify at this moment for blockbusters. See, but I feel like it can though. So like with the If you rewrote the rules. But there are people who are rewriting the rules. Like a Ridley Scott may say, like, hey, I don't want to take that risk. I have yeah. these sure I have a sure thing that I'm gonna get twenty to fifty million dollars for this Exodus film and then with the proper uh whatever whatever I'm gonna get a hundred to hundred and fifty million on the back end, which will make our money back essentially. And I'm going to get that by casting a Christian Bell or whatever, whatever, versus taking a risk on not a newcomer, but like somebody established uh, who may not be as big of a name. But there are people like a Tyler Perry who has his own studio house or a Byron Allen who both has a studio and a distribution network. And like, I don't know, I just I feel like the waiting game, like I'm. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of hearing like the, Hey, you just have to like wait. And I feel like really Scott may not be that person or even Scarlett Johansson might be like, yo, they're throwing me these millions of dollars. I'm just going to take these millions. And as an actor, I need to do this or whatever. And I can't fault them for that. But my whole point is just that like, if it's not these people, there are people out there who can and will do it. But whatever. I will definitely try and check that book out, A Killer yeah. Life. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I think it is one, I would, yeah, I would honestly say look into what goes into production and distribution 
because it's great if you have your own production and distribution house, but if they don't have access to the theaters you need, then it's pointless. I think. Like, I, I'm not saying it's pointless. I'm just saying, like, it is one thing to say these people have access to it. Like, that's great. But if they're not throwing their weight around and rewriting the rules, that's great that they have those things, but they're not doing anything with it to rewrite the rules. Like, mess up Hollywood. Fuck it up so that it actually listens. <laughs> See, but, but if I you're not like, going to do it, then... I feel like people are, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, with the Steven Soderbergh's who taken like a little camera and then shot their but, movies and go straight but to Netflix. But they still got the distribution from Netflix. Right, but what I'm this, saying, like, okay, I get what you're saying. Like, Listen go, to the distribution aspect. You're yeah. missing that giant, giant colossal piece. Right. And actually, you bringing it back the, to like... Yeah, go ahead. Bringing it back to Fast and Furious, yeah. that was the What? Thing. Yeah, you know, because that was a tiny little movie, but they somehow got universal level distribution because of the director they had. And that's the thing, is you gotta listen, like, look at, the, like, you have to, it's one thing to be like, this person did this thing, this person did this thing, it was different, it was new, they went to Netflix. Netflix is distribution. Netflix is changing the game, but they don't own Blu-rays, DVDs, and theaters. And that's where the money comes from yeah. at this point. That game hasn't changed. Unless they change it, then the then those places those distribution anchors are always gonna have their talents in something. It is one thing to be Steven Soderbergh, but he still plays by the rules. Yeah, I mean, but even playing by the rule, like I don't know. My whole point is just that there are opportunities outside of even that traditional market, like outside of the directors, consumers, smaller market whatever whatever like master p just came out with the i got the hookup and did a deal with amc theaters to put it in fifteen thousand theaters so like you can do distribution deals with the theaters outside of a universe because like literally him and his son put up 10 million dollars to shoot the movie so they have that movie and then they did a deal with amc to go directly to said theaters which is yeah. not as big as a universal or even a fox or whatever. But, yeah, but at uh, the same time, they're not changing the game. Yeah. You keep saying, well, they're doing something different. Yeah, but it doesn't change the game. So people like Ridley Scott can still do what Ridley Scott does. People like Scarlett Johansson can take whatever role they want. The game doesn't change. I guess that's where we like disconnect, because I feel like they're going directly to the theaters instead of partnering with a whatever whatever is changing the game in that aspect but but is it going to make its money back it's one thing to put up all the money yourself but yeah. are you going to make that money back if you don't no one's going to listen to you that's not changing the game no i feel you and that's what Brian, byron allen is trying to do with those mid 20 to 50 million dollar movies where he's mm -hmm. offered a uh nate parker he offered him more money than the Fox Searchlight did for uh, Birth of a Nation. But again, speaking to your point, he went with the Fox Searchlight, even though it was less money because he wanted that quote-unquote machine. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Crazy Rotations went with the machine because... Right. Netflix offered to. them a bag and they were like, no, we're going to theaters. Yeah. yeah.
Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get us back. I, I know, tried. I know. I tried my hardest. I know. Thomas wouldn't let us. You're right. I take <laughs> full blame for that. I was passionate about that subject, so I wanted to get my thoughts up. Oh, I get it. Hey. I'm also passionate about distribution, which is why I was going to be like, change the fucking game. If you don't change the fucking game, here we are. I love geeking out about it. Anyways, Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Thomas and Diamond podcast. Wink. I was just like, y'all, have yourself a blast, guys. <laughs> so Fast Five, guys. <laughs> you only got to- <laughs> oh my gosh, you haven't even started talking about these movies yet, guys. We got stuck on Scarlett Johansson and Luddy playing a fucking trans man. So here we are. (laughs) Hey, someone give me a segue. I don't know if we got one. (laughs) So I can ride back over to the Fast and Furious podcast that we're doing. That or like Thomas just needs to cut that little bit out. No, 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 it's great. Y'all do it. Guys, surprise. Sometimes other shit happens. (laughs) Because we're just talking about shit. So, uh, Fast and Furious, uh, real good, right? So, I guess you asked me while we, while we were watching <laughs> 6, why Fast and Furious, or why Fast and Furious, why oh, Fast 5 great. is my favorite of the franchise. Uh, I'm real glad you found the segue I left at your You know, house. hey. <laughs> okay. No, so Fast 5 is my favorite of the franchise, and I think it is for two reasons. One, The Rock. Um, just because, like, there is a level, because, okay, we talked about this in the last episode about um, we had three and then we had four and then the discussion about where the franchise begins. Mm. And I think I made a comment last episode about how I thought the franchise began with The Rock. Um, Fuck you. Huh? I I, uh, disagree. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. We can have this conversation. But like, I think... Because we were, I, we had talked about how it like kind of began in four, but the, like the marketability of it went up in five. Facts. And like, wait, you mean like when they could uh, distribute it real well? Yeah, name? when they could distribute it really well, because they got that real good good name of the Rock. Um, Dwayne. The, the Rock Dwayne Johnson. Johnson Rock. You said it backwards. Sorry, <laughs> Rock the D- Dwayne Johnson. Uh, the Dwayne Johnson. Johnson Rock. Anyway, but um, so like. So there's a rock. You have his charisma and whatnot inserted into this world that we already had and that we already inserted in Johnson. Give me the veggies. <laughs> so that we already like we already enjoyed this universe that we were now crafting at four. And so now we have the rock and that enters into the it brings back also it brings back the whole idea of family. And then also, second point, I really, really love heist movies. Like if I have to pick a favorite genre of movies that just it doesn't matter what who's in it whatever i just love heist movies i love heist stories so like just the fact I'm that it's just a heist movie is i think that's what makes it my favorite mm. i love a good heist i love it i love it i love it i am with you on it i do question though the, the idea that like I, I think you and i come at come at movies a little differently yeah. like i i love the stories they're telling, what they're doing with that. And you like that too. I know you do. Mm-hmm. But you're also about whole, this whole industry and how all that business works, as we just heard. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. But, um, I'm not sorry. No, no apologies. No apologies. Um, but like, if you're going to talk about, like, oh, well, they, they got it with The Rock and they can market it, whatever, blah, 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 blah. They're not going to make five unless they think, based on how four did, yeah. that they can make five. Yeah. So then, even if you're just going off the 
movies they think they can market, four has got to have done something, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, I think in on that sense, I mean, granted, I don't know how much these movies make. I'm talking out my whole ass right now, but I think I think four, now four and five, neither of those two is my favorite. Yeah. Um, but we're getting tears. Four, four, four. I think does a thing where it brings like all the pieces they've got scattered across this universe. They they pull them back together and do just enough with them so that you want a little bit more. And like so, that, that's why I, I credit four with a start. Also, that's because the, this is the first movie that's not bad. Um, well, that's debatable, but I think it's not bad. So that's where I'll say. Yeah. So um, just a quick thing. So the first, cool, cool. the very first Fast and Furious movie made negative a million dollars. <laughs> no, it made one hundred forty-four million five hundred thirty-three thousand. What? It made a hundred okay. million dollars. Yeah. $144 million. I mean, almost $150 million. Yeah. When $100 and so, million dollars meant some. So, <laughs> this is adjusted for uh, inflation, so by the way. Inflation. Oh, that makes way um, more sense. <laughs> two Fast and Furious made $127 million. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift made $62 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. the new one, made $150 million. Fast Five. So, right back up. Right back up right, to the, like, and beating then the first Fast Five made $200 million. There you go. But like they saw with four, hey, yeah. we've made the most money we've made so far mm-hmm. by bringing all these fools back. Hey, yeah. let's just do it again. But I'm surprised that since Tokyo Drift only made 60, they're like, let's try this again. <laughs> Granted, I know I had a completely different cast and a whole just different everything. Everything was different except the last just 10 seconds. Just because it was so significantly less. Yeah. I'm surprised they were like, let's give this another game. Yeah, I don't know why that happened. So they took a risk. Wow. Take a chance. Take a chance. <laughs> What's that, Mama Mia? I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's not Mama Mia. Yeah. You're singing Mama Abba. Hamilton. Well, Abba uh-huh. is Mama Mia, so. Well, Mama Mia is Abba. There it is. <laughs> but I'm okay. One thing I've always like until Fast Six came yeah. out, or Furious Six. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, until Furious Six came out, I did like Fast Five the best because obviously one. It had the most money behind it. Yeah. It did have The Rock. It was fun. It was brightly lit. It, I feel like it was it's the first one of these movies to be brightly lit. Because, like, one and two were brightly lit, but they were lit like they were old. Yeah. Like, one is yellow, and two is shiny, oily, 80s. and blue. Yeah. 80s. That's that's what it is. Uh, three is dark. Four is dark. I don't know. It's like, make it bright. Make it look like it's fun. Yeah. Bright is fun. Um, but, like... I think I'm overselling the brightness of it, but it it, it was a an aspect. Yeah. Um, but like, it looks good. It's got it's got like all these guys in it. It's it's real fun, um, and they they're having a heist. And I'm I tell you a second ago, thousand percent with you on this heist. Mm-hmm. That shit is just fun. Yeah. And also like the characters seem like they're having fun. Also, it kicks off with murder and a wild ride and. The thing that's always been in the back of everyone's mind that, hey, Vin Diesel's a superhuman. They just lean into it a little bit more. Yeah, he is. As I was saying with you guys when we were watching Furious 6, he didn't ever, like, he got shot and he fell on glass and metal and all sorts of things. And at no point did he start bleeding. Yeah, and okay, in four, he catches an engine block and gets shot and he's cool. In five, he snaps handcuffs to start yeah. the movie. Yeah, that was yeah. nuts. I laughed so hard. 
<laughs> Paul Walker's here hanging from the chains and trying to kick some it's just like, and just says, the fact okay, that, let's like, go. It's pitch black time. The fact that O'Connor wasn't even surprised, he's like, yeah, that makes sense. Because they know he's a vampire. Yes. Anyway, so that's cool. Um, but, I don't know, I, I did like five a lot, and I'll tell you why I like six as we move on a little bit. I will say, the Fast and Furious movie that has made the second most amount of money is six. <laughs> so is it seven made the most yep yeah uh, yeah that makes sense. seven had the biggest week opening weekend and the biggest gross seven's my least favorite wasn't that the one after the paul ones. passed away yep yep i honestly think that was part of the draw of course oh yeah. of co- absolutely it was let's see what they what they salvaged out of this and also a little bit like i mean i think it was a mix of like spectacle and also like Remembering him and trying to like have a little bit of, of him left in there. Because, uh, mm. like yeah, we'll fa- like later. Fate of the Furious did almost as well as Six. That's I just don't think. Right? Yeah. I just don't think any of them will do as well as Seven because Seven had that spectacle, which we can talk about when, on our episode with Seven. Yeah. Okay, so this is a little bit of, of a thing. Um, this is, but this, this is a question I've got about Five and Six. Yeah. So I was at the movies. I was at the movies yesterday. To watch yesterday. Hey, um, I was there. That was unintentional, but um, it did happen. And when the movie was starting, Maria Menounos in all her fucking glory was up there giving me a fucking movie <laughs> quiz, and she was asking me, she, she I mean, she you personally, she yes. treated me. She said, yeah. she said, uh, she showed up three posters to me specifically, and said. Um, what are these movies? And the movies were, hang on a second, I wrote them down because this offended me. Um, ah. <laughs> wait a second, I don't think it offended me really, but. Oh shit, guys. No, with inflation, what? the first Fast and Furious movie almost made $200 million. That is. There you go. Wow. Black Panther, Wizard of Oz, and E.T., right? Um, I had to guess what the movies were. I guess, because I know what movies are. And then she says, what is the MacGuffin of these movies that they share? Let me tell you right now, I don't like her answer. But what do you think? Well, first, what's a MacGuffin? Let's do that one. Because I don't know if I really fully agree with her definition of a MacGuffin. So, someone hit me with the definition of a MacGuffin. I don't know. Because the first thing I thought of was Deus Ex Machina. You're fired. Like, You're right. fired. You're fired. You're fired, Thomas. Uh, yeah, I guess... He just threw his headphones in the garbage. Now you're listening to a podcast with John, Diamond, and Nicole. Nicole's kind of asleep. I love her even when she's asleep. Aww. This is the problem. I tell her I love her mostly when she's asleep. (laughs) She's going to hear it. Because I almost fell asleep a couple minutes. Yeah, no, I thought. That's why I said you were asleep. This is the worst. (laughs) But no, yeah. MacGuffin's basically, it's, like, at least... Without trying to look it up, which I had to stop myself from doing, was just it's a thing that they're trying to find. Like, it's usually used as a plot device. That's usually the only thing that it's good for. Um, but, or to keep the plot going. But it's usually an object that people are trying to find or that motivates a movie plot. Okay, that's more or less what I think. Um, said, I, hold on. You said it's a device or an object that motivates people to. Do the plot? Yeah. yeah. 
So, so that B in this example, would it be the highest? Pick a, so in the example of Fast Five? Yeah. I don't think that's a great example. I think movie six has a much better example of a MacGuffin. Letty. And so in, well, okay, no, that's it's arguable because you could say Letty. Mia. But I think um, in the overall plot, the one that motivates not just Vin Diesel, but all the characters, um, it's the, the Nightshade device. The oh, thing you can yeah. almost forget is in this movie. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I thought that was, was, I thought that was like you about the chip? seven or eight. No, it's in the movie we just watched. Yeah. Oh, that's what the chip is? Yeah. Oh, okay. They just don't explain it until the next one. Yeah. I'll tell you guys a secret. In my sleepiness, I I was hearing Doc McStuffins for a good bit. What the fuck what? is that? It's an animated TV show. They're talking about the MacGuffins. With the black percent. Oh, this is some weird porn. And so, like, I was, like, floating in and out of consciousness. And I was like, why was that? How is your unconsciousness Doc McStuffins? I love it. I heard MacGuffin. It was related. Sound like. MacGuffin McStuffins. That's amazing. Instead of a MacGuffin. That's how I was like, okay, can we just clarify what MacGuffins McStuffins. All right. So yes, the, the McStuffins that we were trying Got to find. All right. Device so, that moves the plot along. Okay, and so like I I, I think the the understanding I've always had of it is like it's the the item or object that people want that makes that propels action, yeah. right? And I I don't know if this is a part I'm not sure about. I don't know if it necessarily requires that the actual item or object have no use or purpose. Mm-hmm. Um. But like I've always felt like more often when people call it out as a MacGuffin, it's because it fails to like fill an actual role in the movie. So like once yeah. it's like has a role, people no longer call it a MacGuffin. They treat it as the item it is. Yeah. But when it has no significant role, it's like, oh, it's just a MacGuffin, it's whatever. And so I guess from that I've always felt that like the MacGuffin is ultimately not that useful or not that important. It's just the plot mover and the plot motivator. Yeah. Um I think we talked about that a little with um I don't know if we recorded it or if we were just talking with like all the Marvel movies and how the Infinity Stones weren't actually MacGuffins. Oh, because yeah, yeah. I think we did record that. In almost all the movies, they actually get used and they, and not like incidentally used, but like they yeah. get used and they do something that affects the, the movie in almost all of them, if not all of them. Um, but let me tell you, let me tell you. Oh, wait, no, no. You guys answer the question. We're taking a quiz. Pop quiz. What is the the shared MacGuffin of Black Panther, Wizard of Oz, and E.T.? And I'll give you this as a hint. It's not a physical, it's not an item. But I don't know. That, what? I, it, in ideology. This, <laughs> 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 the ideology of home. What know. is racism? <laughs> like, what about the crap are you supposed to say? <laughs> okay, one, one thing before you give us the answer. Uh, okay. Apparently... Alfred Hitchcock is the one that popularized the term. And of was, course he fucking is. And he's the one who uh, like popularized it to mean it motivates a plot, but it actually, uh, in the end means nothing. The oh, MacGuffin okay. itself has no value. So the, the meaninglessness is an actual part of Yeah, the, at least the in terms of Alfred Hitchcock's version. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that's pretty definitive to me. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock can tell me whatever the fuck he wants about movies. I'll listen. <laughs> All right. Okay. There you go. That was my. All sorry. right. No, I, that makes me feel. You're like I may not know the shared uh, MacGuffin, but I do know this about MacGuffins. <laughs> you ain't slick. <laughs> so the shared MacGuffin. And Spike Lee. Is right. that um, characters? Is it that the characters are fixated on a fictional place? 
So I was right, the ideology of home. I win. <laughs> you were the closest, yes. <laughs> That's not uh, a fucking MacGuffin. I see, now here's the yeah. thing though. Honda's one, real. one, <laughs> I don't know if, I, the only reason I say you're the closest is because um, Dorothy was trying to go home. Mm-hmm. Her home is not a fictional place. So your answer doesn't match their answer. I think your answer does fit the clues, though. They were all trying to get home. They were all fixated on home in some way. Black Panther's not trying to go home, but he's trying to establish and, and solidify his home or whatever. Home. But anyway, this is what, in a movie theater, Maria Menounos gave to me. Um, this is what she's educating people on when it comes to movies. But anyway, I don't like, like Maria Menounos. I don't like how she dresses. I don't like how she smiles. I think her name is silly. But hey, no, we're Maria just personally Menounos, attacking Maria Menounos. If you're trying to... Hey, come on this podcast. You can get hash it out. In the end, I'll give you a high five. But It'll that's be not okay. a MacGuffin. I'm still stuck on that. It's not a MacGuffin. Hey, I'm trying to get Maria Menounos on our podcast. Sorry. Maria Menounos, come on our podcast, because that's not a MacGuffin. <laughs> you know, Thomas with a straight face told me her name wasn't silly. <laughs> I asked Thomas him. Thomas is I said, not saying anything right he, now. Yeah. Yeah, he said, he said enough. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Um, anyway, not a MacGuffin. Why, why, not, you, why are you talking about your response to his not thinking it's silly? I asked him if he thought that if her name was Maria Magugos, <laughs> it would be funny. And he said, yeah, that would be funny. But then he couldn't. He just like, he couldn't say that Menounos was funny because it was it was her actual name. He's like, mm, well, I can't, I can't do it. But no, for the same reason that Maria Magugos is funny, Maria Menounos is funny. In fact, Maria Menounos is more funny because all the consonants are nasals, and so it's just—it's just, it's just real all hard just, to say for me just, as a white uh, person. Magugos? <laughs> no, <What? laughs> no, the other one. I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm having to focus. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so the MacGuffin, <laughs> but the MacGuffin, and so would you say there is one? So would you say the nightshade device or whatever? And six is absolutely. Okay. I think like I think six has a MacGuffin and it's this nightshade device which they don't ever use. Yeah. Um, and like everyone's trying to get it. And granted, the the concept, like, the idea is like if they got it, they would have used it, but they didn't get it. It's like it's not about that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like you can draw on well, no, what's the thing that motivates the team is actually this person, which is actually relevant to the plot. Yeah. I think is is. Um, like she's the actual plot driver. She's the actual thing. She's the item that is real. Yeah. Um, and the the nightshade device is the item which is just serving to incite yeah. action. So if the saying, chip in five wasn't six. a G- no, I'm saying if the chip in five wasn't a GPS coordinates and wasn't the thing it was, it would have also been a MacGuffin. But I don't know about that. Only because okay, and this is maybe a thing. I don't know. Um, the I feel like the MacGuffin has to be the thing that pulls them through the whole thing. Oh, okay. The chip, they get the chip. Like once they get the chip, like they're good. Then their their focus is the money. Yeah. Well, that's um, what I was saying. I if think, it hadn't been, if it hadn't been the thing that led them to money, if it had just been the thing they went after the entire time, it would have been a MacGuffin. Oh yeah, yeah. If they were trying to get the chip the whole time, yeah. it'd be like Mission Impossible three. Is it three or two? I can't remember. Three. Three. Because. It's the where they're chasing a fucking jump drive yep. or the, the white rabbit, whatever the fuck it was. Yep. But they never see it. They never That's get it. That's true. Never I never actually thought about it. that. 
it's our like, next episode. All the MacGuffins that happen in all the movies. Oh god. But I think Mission Impossible Three has the most MacGuffiny MacGuffin ever. Oh yeah. Um, they could have just called it a MacGuffin. That would be funny. Uh, but oh, there's a dog on you. <laughs> yep. Um, but I I don't know if Five really has one because like the thing they're after is money and like <laughs> they they use that money also. I don't know. I think you could if you could say it's something. I would say it's the money. Yeah. But I think that's just like. But that's heist every heist movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah, in a heist movie, the thing they're trying to steal is the th- like. It feels almost it's almost cheating to say that a heist movie has a MacGuffin because they're trying to steal something. Yeah, it's a fucking MacGuffin. Yeah, but even with this one, they actually show what they do with the money at the end. So technically, they use it. So it's not being a MacGuffin. Uh, I guess they give you so much of an understanding of what its use is before you even get it. Yeah, that it's like it's got the use, and then they get it, and then just as a bonus, they tell you what they're doing afterwards. Yeah, five. Five's good. Yeah, five's good. But, what? like, five's a heist movie. I would say, like... That's the best thing about it. Yeah, and I think, honestly, you could have removed it completely from the Fast and Furious universe, and it would still have been a good movie. Oh, but divorce yeah. Rip. yeah. I feel like uh, five was, like, how... Um, is it, or what was the movie you said shows all of their skills to, like, the best... Uh, six. That's why I like yeah. six. Oh, We're going to talk about six now. But yeah, five, and though, I feel good like. Good segue! No, but I'm, I'm saying five. Uh, I was just going to say, like, how good I feel like five is. Like, five uh, reminded everybody, like, why they're important to the team. Where, like, uh, Vin Diesel and, um, what's it called? Paul Walker is going back and forth about, like, what they need, like, building the team, and then talking about how great these people are fitting for the team. I thought that that was great. You said it reminded why they're good for the team, but like this was the time the team was introduced. This is when half of them came into the picture. Well, I think I think he's got a solid point with like the idea, like you get five, you and under- like, sorry, and and you get like you get the breakdown of everyone, which is real good for a heist movie. You get normally in a heist movie, you get like the breakdown of the plan, but before you even get to that part, we're getting in Fast Five, you're getting the breakdown of all the the, the characters and their roles. Yeah, and so they're get, new. Like, skills that they didn't have in previous movies yeah and so like i think it's a mix of what you two are saying i don't know if diamond's being uh, facetious or not no luda luda did not have the role he had at all that's true like it came out of nowhere also though where did don omar go y'all he was in five and then just disappeared but danza caduro was also in five like fuck (laughs) they used him go ahead baby I think the you two of you both have some valid uh, input there. Um, the idea that like you got because some of them are new and some of the old characters got their skill upgrades. But, uh, <laughs> you get you get the they establishment evolved. of all of yeah, them. There you go. And um, but whether or not they actually achieve the roles that are set for them is a question. But yeah, you get you get your like oh you got your two precision drivers. You know who they are. You got your tech guy. Oh, that's ludicrous now? Okay, that's cool. You got your... He's like, I thought that was that nigga just yelling at people. Go. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's like, I'm in my own garage. And I, like in my mind, I was like, wait, didn't you have one? <laughs> like, I was so confused for a good portion of the what? moment. He just wants a better one. He likes what he's got. I guess so. It's nice. enough. He shaved his afro. New, new hair, who this? <laughs> new abs, who this? <laughs> but no, the... Um... I don't know. I just really enjoyed this movie. Like, 
the rock his placement like the f-bomb like i watched a video talking about like pg-13's uh use of the f-bomb and his was i feel like perfect for his character um i don't know i felt like it was a great characteristic giving it to him uh i literally just wrote i love the rock <laughs> um but uh Ravella, Ravella, is that how you pronounce the villain's name Ravella. you mean flavellas not Ravella, <laughs> not where they live i don't know whatever the bad dude where he's talked about like spain and portugal bad um, brazilian and yeah. how they uh interacted with brazil mm-hmm. i thought that was really great about like how spain tried to like turn up on us and they were like yeah kill him <laughs> but then like the portuguese came bearing gifts and they became like relied upon them um i thought that was good i like the fact capitalism that... <laughs> i thought the uh the fact that like mia sort of planted the seeds for them to well i guess not sort of because she eventually says like hey i'm pregnant <laughs> but them planting the seeds for them Paul Walker planted the seeds. to eventually <laughs> move <laughs> to move out of that life i thought that was great um I don't know. It was great. Like, that movie definitely hits you over the head. Like the after the cold open, they're like, "Look, a baby." Hey, wasn't the second dinner? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the opposite of a cold. Oh my god! <laughs> but <laughs> no, they're like a baby, and they're like, "Let's talk about family. Family. Where's Dom? Family. <laughs> like, I got well, it. I mean, Where's the fucking they're making, ice? <laughs> they're making the subtext in a just text." <laughs> Family. <laughs> when, Bam. Originally, Family. when she ran away, though, like I was like, "Oh, she's getting emotional because she wants a baby." Then it was like, "Nope." <laughs> Later she's on, emotional because she has a baby. Exactly. But yeah. Anyways, those were all my thoughts about five. I miss Paul Walker. Oh, also my Walker? favorite line delivery besides <laughs> uh, "I am Groot" from Vin Diesel is "This is Brazil." <laughs> I feel like every time you say it, it's weird. <laughs> I love Vin Diesel, like an African accent. Yeah. This nigga's like, I don't know, but he looks white. A white mixture of sorts. sorts. No one knows what he is. Fly in it's the butter. But, but Thomas, Thomas is trying to make this work. No, you know what? I think my best line for that movie, because uh, right before your weird Brazil thing, is when The Rock tells him he's under arrest. He's like, I don't feel under arrest. Feel, I love it. Oh my god! Like, do you feel like you're, you're under, under arrest? arrest? No, not even a little bit. I love the swagger. <laughs> and, then, and then the rock rocks on this like, oh, give it a second. It'll sink. Yes, <laughs> that whole interaction. Yeah. It's just real good. John lost his mind when that was happening. He was he was loving. You did too. Don't come back. I me. also did. It was the best. <laughs> I don't feel under arrest. <laughs> Welcome to Second Dinner. I'm John this year. I don't feel under arrest. Not even a little Yes, bit. there it is. <laughs> anyway. Any other thoughts about Fast Five? I did like, I did like. It's all in the same scene. Yeah. Um, and I think going back to like three hours ago when we started yeah. and uh, Nicole was talking about the escalation of this franchise. Yeah. They have... They've gone so far at this point, which is really weird because they go back and show this sort of scene again. But in this movie, they skip the car race. Yes. Like, yeah. they give you, like, the setup for the car race. They give you all the booties of the car race. 
They give you all the stuff you get, and then right when it's going to start, it's like, zoop, zoop, and we're done now, and that's it, and everyone's cool with that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. For the, uh, I feel like this was the pivot into it not being about the racing, but it being about the characters. Like, I feel yeah. like that was a like, perfect moment to show that. I would say in that sense, it's, you like, Diamond was saying before, the, uh, this being the start of the franchise, and I really do feel like it's four, mm-hmm. but like I do feel like in that that sense, this is absolutely the start of their next level of just like bombastic, super heroic action movie nonsense. Yes. Like when they decided not only to like we're gonna do all this dumb shit, but we're gonna do all this dumb shit, but also not do the thing, the thing that this is about. Mm-hmm. If fans just were like, yeah, no, I'm with it. <laughs> like, and it's it's fun because like it's. It's on the one hand, I feel like, of course you don't have them race because they can't. No one but them can beat them. Yeah. No one but them or like their best villain can beat them in a, in a race. That's why in this movie, what you do have instead of the race, you have the whole team competing to see who can run this track they yeah. made for yeah. themselves best. And then you have four of the people, like the main drivers of this team, all get in the same car and race down a street. It's like. No one else matters. They're so, they're functioning point. so far beyond everybody else that on the in on just purely on the racing level, they are their own thing. So we don't need the other movie. When you say the and same then, car, are you talking about the police cars? Yeah, the police cars. And then when we get to the next movie, the only race we see is against Vin Diesel and another one of his crew. He he's races Lenny. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no the racing shit is done. Yeah. They're done with that. Because I don't, we know who's like, going to race. They race like like in seven or whatever, but that's just race wars. So like they race to jog her memory, yeah, not to do anything of any value. And I think moving from like racing as a integral or important or character defining part of the plot, when it comes to them and the rest of the world, is done. It's only useful for them communicating with each other. And we actually get a little like to go back to four. The whole like. Paul Walker's going to win, win the race with Vin Diesel, but then Vin Diesel, from from Paul Walker's point of view, cheats. Vin cheats. Yeah. From Vin's point of view, he's racing. That's what happens. Um, but like they, that's like there's competition in that movie, but none of that shit matters. It maybe only matters because Tyrese is overconfident. But like, um, oh, well, that's movie two. Sorry, uh, but movie four. The only race that matters is, is Paul and Vin Diesel. What's going on? The, the whole rest of that crew doesn't even yeah. matter. Like, they, they start that transition in that movie and then solidify in five when no races, just races with each other. They switch from races to fun car chases. And that's oh, what she rhymes. I, I thought I it was going to be a race to. thing, but. But that's how they give you the car action that you're craving. That's how they, like, yeah. quote unquote, stay true to the roots, is instead they do, like, adventurous action-packed chase scenes that involve cars instead because is it wasn't the racing supposed to be originally about respect but then they all have the respect like yeah, in fast five uh hey, no one respects tyrese what the fuck no, but i'm saying like about? in fast five dom and uh o'connor shows up brother. and then they're like oh car for car all right legend like they already car have those titles car yeah, they have become gods. So the fact that like they didn't show the race. No, 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 for real. I know that sounded goofy, but like 
Paul Walker's a god. Vin Diesel's already a god in movie one. Paul Walker becomes a god in Miami. Three ain't no god. Bow Wow is god. Bow Wow was god in Tokyo Drift. We already established this. I'm not listening to that nonsense. Wait, what did you say? Bow Wow is god in Tokyo Drift. What the fuck? No, the best they get is a king. They get the Drift King in that one. DK Glare. Go home. Ain't no gods. Gods and monsters. Who's a god in Fast Six? See that transition? Uh, That's cold. What you say? Nothing. Oh. What? Yeah, such a good transition. You totally didn't get it. Hey, we tried to transition 20 minutes ago. <laughs> no, so like, so who? he said, who's the god in Fast Six? Furious Six. Fast and Six. They're all gods. Six Furious. They're all gods. They're all gods. No, no, they're all gods, and I mean it. Because, like, you talk about... How they, they, they set up these characters. Like, they go through the character roles or whatever. Everyone's got their position. Yeah. Um, and oh, and real quick, I love I love Giselle's position. She's just like, I'm as good at any at anything as any of you. Yeah. So, like, if it's a gun scene, I can do guns. She can do guns the best, actually. She ended up doing uh, well, cars better than everybody in five. I'm like, I think yeah. I'm in love. So, like, <laughs> that's what Hans But, like, she does guns Okay, no. Here's the thing. I think she's the best shot, but she takes a little too too long to get going. Sometimes uh, she has to jump off a car. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did you see that look she's trying to give us? <laughs> no, she does guns real good, and she does cars basically like third best. She can't beat Vin and Paul. I'm sorry. That's um, okay. um, but then in six, not only does everyone get their role, they all get to actually do it and be good at it. Yeah. Because like that was. Except for Tyrese. No, no, no. In 6, he gets to do it. Like, in 6, Tyrese, he doesn't get to be Tyrese in 6. He gets to, like, he runs his mouth, and he's, oh, he gets to be an embarrassing and shameful Tyrese. But, like, his job is to scam these people and get his shit in the the, the police station. It worked. Like, not because of him. You don't think so? At the end, he just shoved it through. I thought that was the point in the beginning. Like, I thought that's when he came back and he was like, you know, I'd be a better uh, special agent than you. I thought he was saying, like, he knew he was going to fail, and so he gave it to them so they could put it in there. No, but see, I think the successful version of his role there would have been to, like, walk talk them. Yeah. And, yeah, like, because that was he, what he was supposed to be doing. Got you. And then even Han, Han's supposed to be the community and blended anywhere, but then Giselle has to cover for him. And granted, she is then fulfilling her part of just doing everything or covering for anyone. Yeah. But, like, he fails, too. But, like, in 6, everyone gets to do something. Like, even Tyrese and his dumbass motherfucking self, Tyrese gets to at least be funny. Like, he's... he's he not makes funny. an he's anchor. He's laughing at him, guy. he's, like, he's funny. And, I mean, Giselle's cool. Everybody's cool. Han, he, he does good. Han's he's less cool right. in 6 than he is in... I will say he is less cool, but he does get a romantic arc. Like, he gets he gets a, and then it gets a whole thing just... pieces. Why? Yeah, but, like, think about Why? that. Think about that. You care more about that relationship than most of the rest of the whole fucking movie. Oh, they right? have the best... Right. They have the best... I so care more about their relationship than I cared about Dom and Letty. Exactly. They have the best chemistry, so, like, excluding Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. Okay. Yeah. But, like, so everyone gets a thing to do and they do it well. And Hans is to, like, have a fucking sad-ass relationship that ends poorly uh, where he dies for the second time uh, in this franchise. Why? Like, his girl dies and then he dies. 
when do you think they determined so that, like the the weird order? Like, cause like they talked. They when people wanted Han back. What you say? When they like when they realized that people liked Han from movie three, and so they put him in movie four. Yeah. Like, well, he's got to well until we get rid of him or King Ahsoka, we got to keep him here, and so they kept him. The guy. That's so weird. It's just like they, I don't know. Just the fact that they're creating a series and then they decide we're just going to subvert the entire order that we ourselves have created. I think that speaks to the organic nature that this universe develops, um, which makes it different from every other movie franchise that either has a thing they're adapting the stories from, and so they have like an outline of where things will go, or um, they know the sort of the end point of it, where it's like, oh, someone's going to save the world at the end of this, so we're good. Like, it's it and Star Wars, I think, are the only original franchises. And Star Wars uh, did their weird ass thing with numerology as well. So <laughs> numerology, yes. <laughs> Three, four, five, so. one, two. Wait, nope. <laughs> four, five, six, one, two, three. <laughs> Seven, eight, nine. <laughs> you Ooh, tried, Thomas. Boy, yikes. So. Six. I'm thinking if there's more reasons why I like six the best, <laughs> other than like everyone gets to be cool. Okay, okay. Also, oh, I, I guess another thing is so we get at the beginning that like um, sort of recap um, in the intro music or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's fun and i think it just really captures and i think a lot of six does it it really captures the whole like progression of them yeah the the, the escalation that we like, like yeah the development of them into something else and they're it now in six yeah. in five in five they're figuring it out they're, they're figuring out family they're basically just <laughs> yes with the big eyes like i mean five they're just stealing shit again yeah in six they're are they a paramilitary group or like Basically. just subcontractors? I don't know. But they get the call. Well, yeah, because Hobbs is now part of the family. Level. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They just like, I feel like they've arrived by six. They're like, yeah. they are a team that can do whatever. Yeah. Not just like some dudes or whatever. They're just like, hey, call us up and we'll save the world. Seriously. And that's the, yeah. the role they are in the next movies. It's like, no, we're just the best at anything that involves a car or a street or a wheel were the best. Right, or like Hobbs Someday a helicopter. <laughs> Helicopters have wheels. They got a helicopter? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you got it. Like, that the axle that yeah. spins the, the propellers. There's a wheel in there somewhere. Oh, God. I didn't invent it. Goodness gracious. But no, I think the one thing, like, I like five, obviously. Like, five's my favorite. But I think, yeah, it, it stands alone because it is a heist movie. Like, I think if I just remove it and focus on the ones that are kind of just, I don't know, whatever they are, whatever makes Fast and Furious Fast and Furious. I think six, six is unique because it brings everyone together. Everyone's really good. Everyone is, like, acting as a cohesive group. Um, and I think Owen Shaw's a really good bad guy. I think, I think he's a real fun bad guy. Like, I think that was that's a point they even make in the movie is this isn't just drug dealers like they've done with and like DVD player stealers like they've done. <laughs> yeah. And, wait, 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 wait. Let's be clear. They were the bad guys yeah, in the first yeah. movie. Yeah, they were still bad. They opened a Fast Five stealing cars yeah. <laughs> and breaking somebody out of prison. No, they opened up Fast they, Five 
with uh, breaking, breaking someone out of prison. Yeah, you're right. Not they, stealing They've cars. been bad. <laughs> yeah, but like... I'm just saying, but like, they weren't the villains in the other movies. They, they were, were the, the villains, villains in, in the first, first movie. Got you. But like, but the whole point of like, because it's Hobbs who says it, right? That he's just like... This, this no, it's Paul Walker. Oh, it is Paul Walker who says yeah. that like it's not just drug dealers anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. I think that that's it. That's the switch. Like what we were talking about. Like we had the switch of four of being like, hey, <laughs> this franchise is back, and we've got everybody back. We've got five to be like, hey, we're serious. Look how great our production values are. The Rock. Um, we're gonna have a fun, different story. And look, The Rock. And look how we're shooting at daytime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie is just like. Hey, you know what we've kind of lacked in the past? Bad guys that were really <laughs> truly bad. So guess what? No, we got Carter them. Verone was real good. He Carter was Verone. really good, but also Carter Verone was a prototype of yes. Luke Evans's Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because this one we had Dracula. Dracula was the bad guy of this movie. Um, back to our dark universe yeah. mini conversation. But um, no, I think that's that's something. If we didn't have quite literally, if we did not have Owen Shaw in this movie. We wouldn't have any of the rest of it. Mm. Like that's introducing Owen Shaw led us to Jason Statham, led us to Hobbs and Shaw. So I think the whole like part of it is if this movie didn't happen, if they didn't change, like just from the drug dealers and the like Brazilian bad guys, and like just the people trying to screw people over instead of like people who actually are like operating on that worldwide evil villain level, it would be completely different. Yeah. Uh, Fury 6 is the best one. I'm I was just going to ask, which one do you think is better? Because <laughs> like, you have your favorites, but which one is the better movie, five or six? I don't know, man. I, I don't think there's like an insane difference in quality. After no, I think three, we, I there's think, no wait, wait. insane difference in quality. No, I think this is the thing we talked about. We watched five and like we, we, we've liked since Justin Lin come on like the, the good camera fun. Yeah. But you were even talking about how the lighting is just like some of the some of just the shots in six are just like beautiful. And and the fact that he's going to like let himself have a little fun and just redo redo shots from three yeah. in six. Yeah twice technically yep. because he does do it when Han dies again mm -hmm. that's fun um I mean but like, five has some great shots with like the interior yeah, yeah, sure. uh <laughs> coming from the exterior where Mia and O'Connor are on the train that was a dope shot I think they had a lot of fun with going through walls in that movie yes. they do it on the train they do it right through the favelas they do it in the fight with Vin Diesel on the rock like they they just I think they discovered, hey, we can take the camera through some shit. Yeah. And they had a blast with it. Because that. they were doing it around some shit. And then they were like, you know what? We can go through things. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we got. I don't know. Which... Oh, wait. You're... You know what? Six has something none of the other movies have. Yeah. They have a genuine, genuine surprise. Like, a genuine twist in this movie. Because, mm. like, you, you got... The, the twist of this franchise is in the first movie where Paul Walker is a cop, yeah. but that's that's not a twist to any fucking no. body. But when fucking that girl, what's her name? Gina Carano, whatever yeah. her name is, 
when she turns out to be a bad guy. Yeah, that was rough. That is that is a twist you could only pull off in this franchise because no one expects any level of anything from it. Yeah, it's like no one expects trickery or foolishness or games or none of that shit. You you. Just, Hey, Fast and Furious, straightforward. We're driving in a straight line, just like Vin Diesel. It affected me so much that even in Fast Five, I forgot that that wasn't the person, like <laughs> the uh, the police officer. The no, oh. she's not even a police officer. The parole officer. Talking about where the Rock recommends her, and she's like, "My smile isn't that great." I thought she was the one who was going to betray. Then I was like, "Oh wait, oh, no, that's not right." Her. So yeah, no, she's the one with the baby. Definitely had a uh, definitely had an impact. Yeah. I will say I think it's a fun surprise. It does something different. Yeah, I will say they so um, just the cinematographer for the Fast and Furious movies started in Tokyo Drift and is now where he is now. Wow, like he's done all of them since then. Wow, except for Hobbs and Shaw, that will be a different guy. Oh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Oh, you know though. Um... No, I already said my point for six. And I prefer Fast Five, but Fast Six, Series Six, there it is. It's great, and that twist was amazing. Is Matchstick known, like from fighting? Why do you keep calling her that? Uh, Deadpool. Yes, she is. Her name was Matchstick. No, No. her name was Angel. She has. Yeah, it wasn't Matchstick. I know she had a Matchstick in her mouth. Like that is why he calls her that. Bingo. What? She's the one. Like, I know who she is. He, he he's just wondering why you call her that. Oh, because of the mask stick in her mouth. Got it. <laughs> what were you gonna ask fighting? about her? No, that was yeah. my question. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I guess she, she was the first person, like before Ronda Rousey. It was like, hey. Got it. Got it. Oh, it's because they um they I, I think they didn't think Letty could fight men yet, so they just found like the toughest women they could find for mm-hmm. her to fight before she could get men. But Letty though, that's what it was. Um. Another thing Six has going for it is the best chemistry between Vin Diesel and and Michelle Rodriguez in a movie where they're both actually in it together. Because I think they've got some great chemistry in Four when they're nowhere near each other because then they don't have to like really do it that hard. They can just like allude to a love that they've shared, blah, 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 whatever. Blah, blah. I'm real sad you died, blah. But in Five... In what six, they actually said. In six, they're actually in the same in the same like rooms together and stuff, and, and cute. it's not it's not that great, they're but cute. it's like something, and it only gets worse after six, when you're like, oh wait, they should never actually be in love because <laughs> they're bad at it together. I don't know. I love that they're side by side in the car is about to start the race, and no, no, then that's... it's just like I knew everything. I think they're nice together. Yeah, that's six, and I like it in six. Okay. After six, bad. Six, oh, not great, but it's, it's it's good. It's it's workable. Thomas, you're allowed to think it's cute. We'll just disagree. With yeah, you. you can think it's no, cute. You're right. We can have disagreements and still be friends. I do yep. want to watch seven and eight with you and see if you're still like, oh no, it's much better here. <laughs> or this is good. I remember this watching seven with you and I was like, this is terrible. What am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> Which one is uh, Charlize Theron? Which one does she show up in? Eight. I think that's my least favorite out of the... Wait, no, that's not true. I just remember the second half of that. I take it back. That movie has Jason Statham fighting with a baby. How can you hate it? Again, I, I just want, I want the reading the of that to be Jason of that Statham movie. 
punching at a child, not with a child alongside. Me. So that's what I want y'all to take. Jason stay the fight some baby. <laughs> and he he can do a roundhouse kick so hard the baby's head just twists right off. Oh no! It's like that meme, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little thing. <laughs> oh man. Sequel idea. I'm joking. <laughs> now nah, we'll, well save that. The real for sequel idea is um, that we find out that Vin Diesel is in fact the immortal. He is a Highlander. <laughs> I know Highlander is about the place he's from, but fucking, he's a Highlander, and he didn't know he was a Highlander. He's been living for a very long time, and using one of the multiple origins of the Highlanders where they're aliens. Um, this Vin is how Diesel, we're getting into space, by the way. Vin, well, see, this is the thing. Everyone wants space to come next, but I'm saying space is already out. You gotta wait for 10. Vin Diesel from Pitch Black. He's a Furian, right? He's the last of the Furians. In the end of the... Uh, so the, the second movie, Chronicles of Riddick, he's, he goes into the Underverse or whatever, and then he comes back out of that, and then people forget that happened because the third movie, they ignore it. He's a monster in space, whatever. Um, but... In, in the fourth Pitch Black movie, where he goes back to find his Furian planet, he goes into the Underverse, he can't find the planet, but what he does find is a portal to someplace else. Someplace else is Earth. He crashes on Earth way back in time, um, and he forgets who he is, and then he's an immortal. He lives through his life, he dies a violent death, he becomes Vin Diesel, the Highlander immortal, and now he's recruiting other Highlanders Guess what? Paul Walker's also a Highlander. Not in real life, because we know what happened there. Oh my yeah. gosh! But, but the character of the Highlander, and his whole crew is Highlanders. Um, Even Tyrese? That's what's going on. Not Tyrese. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what do you mean? You're immortal? <laughs> yeah. He would be the but one yeah. person who's not immortal. <laughs> Ludacris is, because that's how he got his special powers in between two and five. It's because he died, he came back, and once he, he had dead, abs, he got, it's the quickening. He yeah. got abs. That's exactly he, what happened. He quickened. He quickened himself. So yeah, that's just the secret history of it, tying together the Pitch Black franchise, the Highlander franchise, the Fast and Furious. It's always been this way. Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, that's exactly what I call it, the Fast and Furious <laughs> universe. How'd you know? Because you said it before. <laughs> oh, I thought you came up with that off the top <laughs> of your head. Nope, I've been sitting nope. on it because I was like, I'm going to say it before he does. And try to claim credit. No. <laughs> Thought no, crime. This is a thing. When I'm telling you that, like, this is my theory. This is my theory. Oh I'm yeah, no, I know. This is this is the world I want. This is the franchise I want. And then the next. But Dracula is Dracula in, the in this too. Next movie, he's a Highlander. Okay. This is a thing. <laughs> um, in the next movie, though, because all the properties owned by Universal. Yes. What happens is. Um, there's a there's a new threat from space. What is it? Transformers. <laughs> the Transformers come down. Oh my god! And, he, and uh, Vin Diesel befriends a car. Um, is it Devastator? Named, it's no. He calls <laughs> the car Buster. He is the car's name is Buster in uh, memory of Paul Walker, who Aww. was the Buster. Um, and they team up, and so Vin Diesel drives the car, but it's also a robot, and they fight the bad guys. The robots fight the bad guys. I, I mean, they together, like Highlanders or Immortals in Transformers fighting other Transformers. Exactly. But are you going Bad to ass. combine this with your Toy Story idea and have them all be within the same universe? They're all toys? I mean, <laughs> what you could do, what you could do is you fast forward in the further They're future. They're all toys. <laughs> and 
the you realize that all oh, this was a story made up by a kid just playing with his toys. You know what that is? That's the ending of Saint Elmo. No, that's a whole different universe. Saint Elsewhere. Okay? That's what I'm thinking. I was like, what are you talking, talking about? about? That's a whole Saint Elsewhere. Thing. Yeah, that was the ending. I confused Saint Elsewhere Saint with Saint fire, Elmo's. And I was like, fire. where is he going with this? So that's that's the uh, Fast and Furious universe. That's also an episode of Pokemon. <laughs> With the Afras. Oh, yeah. That's where you met Alakazam. Yeah, so welcome to Fast and Furious with uh, your favorite Fury. With the Fast and Fury 6. Haha. The Fast and Fury 6. It's not like you're saying fury. Like fury. I can't even pronounce yeah, it. It's not like you're saying furry. No, Thank you. That's yeah, what I'm trying to say. And, and I couldn't pronounce it. And I couldn't pronounce it. The fast and furry. Very, very, very different. The fast and furry. With Nicole Isidore. All by yourself, though. <laughs> Welcome to the second dinner where we talk about the fast and the furians. And Nicole talking about the fast and the furries. <laughs> No, here's the thing. Everyone talks about a uh, a cold open, but what about a cold closing? This podcast is produced by Altman Street Productions.